0: Trevor, we haven't looked at our iTunes reviews in quite some time. Yeah, you're right. We'll see if we have any new ones. I think we should. Okay. I mean, you know, to be fair, <laughs> you know, we're very uh, self-hating of a show, but the fans seem to love us. All the iTunes reviews I've seen have been amazing, glowing reviews of our show. Five stars. Five star reviews, and only two of those are ours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's, mean,
1: that's pretty great. I mean... Chris Chavez said it's entertaining and informative.
0: Oh, that's amazing to hear. How many stars did he give us? Five. Oh, amazing. Official yeah. Dixon said fun reviews of classic video games. How many stars did they give us? Five stars. That's what I'm talking about. We're amazing. Yeah. What, other, what did some other reviews say? Hardcore Kids said it was an awesome podcast. How many stars did he give us? Five stars. Or she, I don't know who they are, but amazing. That's five stars of awesomeness. I'm starting to get a feel pretty good about ourselves. I mean, oh my gosh. We need to take the show on the road. It's how good the show wait, is. Wait, wait, wait. What? There's a new review. There's a new one? There's a new one. Oh.
1: All right. Oh, it's another five-star review. Yes! He says, uh, dot, dot, dot. Oh, that's always a good start. The game coverage is a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome! I'll have to go back and see if they cover anything I was particularly fond of.
0: That's what I'm talking about. And that
1: was from Angry
0: Hero on May 22nd. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Now. Wait a minute.
1: What? What's the dot, dot, dot for?
0: I don't know. Usually when I hear a dot, 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 that means, like, uh, I love you, dot, dot, dot. Wait.
1: It's dot, dot, dot. The skits aren't my bag. Wait. The skits aren't my bag. What's that mean?
0: What does it mean by bag? Skits are not a bag. They're literally not. Bag and skits are two different items. What?
1: What's he trying to say here?
0: Oh, okay. I just realized that dot, dot, dot is what people put in text for some sort of dramatic pause like uh i love you but dot 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 there's this one thing i don't like about you and i think he's saying he don't like our skits i think the way i'm supposed to read this is the skits aren't my
1: bag but
0: the game coverage is
1: a lot of fun is Whoa. that
0: criticism is he saying something negative about our show i i i can't handle that this is ridiculous If this table wasn't so heavy, I'd flip it over right now, Trevor. I'm irate. I'm livid with righteous anger. I don't know who we are or what we stand for anymore or why we're even doing this stupid piece of junk show. I have no soul anymore. I don't know uh, what peanut butter and jelly tastes like because our skits are not our bags. Just bags are not our skits. Ah! Ah Ah! I, 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 we're gonna take, I gotta get a job. I gotta get a job. Like a real, not this stupid, stupid, dumb, idiotic, who cares about our dumb skits like this one that's gone on way too long. Retro.
1: I can't even say it. What
0: job Retro. One, two, three. Retro, Retro blister. wow hello everybody welcome to a brand sad new uh depressed episode of Retro i'm sorry about this hush tone but i feel that in times like these in which we've received i don't even know how to say the word i mean crit I, cr- crit it's i can't say it. i can't make myself say it it's a mean word that's criticism credit we've received criticism, and I don't know how to compute, process. process, handle it. I mean, when we started to do this show, I just assumed it would be 100% beloved, and to find out that somebody doesn't like the skits, which were my idea to start with, is a personal attack on me as a person? Feels like we're still doing the skit. Okay,
1: really. we have the skits over with. <laughs> So, Welcome to Retro Blist. I kind of hate our skits now, too, after that one.
0: Yeah, it wasn't very good. But to be fair, we didn't know where we could go with the game we covered today. Yeah. Because we didn't want to offend anybody. Because it's a very, the subject matter this, of the game is very yeah, serious. Yeah, the subject
1: matter is serious. So we thought, hey, let's just make a skit about our new review. <laughs> yeah, let's make a skit about ourselves. So speaking of, before <laughs> we just sound like we're totally mocking yeah. this fan.
0: We're actually very glad. Honestly, <laughs> any kind of criticism we truly will take. Because you still gave us five stars, and that's really all I care about.
1: Yeah. So, hey, if you leave us a five-star review with some criticism, apparently you become a skit. Yeah. So, just, just remember that. And I just love the irony of this. Like, the skits are the one thing that Angry Hero doesn't love
0: about our show. And that's the one thing that makes us stand out. And we out. involve him in a skit. <laughs> yeah. Or her. Yeah. And it's also the one thing that sets us apart from other yeah. uh, retro-themed game show podcasts. Thank you, though, for the review. It was yeah, very kind honestly, of Honestly, it's very awesome. Any of these reviews that we get are are fantastic. So far, we can still say we're a five-star podcast. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that one probably should have been four, but yeah. they were very gracious yeah, and gave they were, us five anyway. They were kind and nice and gave us five to spot the stupidity of the skits, which yeah. I understand. They're not everybody's bag, as he says. Right. Or she. I
1: always assume they're only funny to us anyways, and that's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Only live to make ourselves laugh. I mean, that's about it. But speaking of
1: living and laughing. <laughs> yes. If this is your first time tuning in. And uh, what took you so long? Welcome. Is what I was going to say, but that works oh, too. Okay, yeah, sure. We're a uh, game by game retro video game podcast, mm-hmm. and because of the topic of today's show, which we'll get to in a second, we should mention when we say retro, it's a very arbitrary term. For me, it's any game system that came out in the eighties or nineties, or even seventies. If we eventually start covering some, you know, Atari stuff, but, yeah. But so far, eighties and nineties, um, and that's important because today's game is from a system we've not covered yet.
0: That's right. This but, is the first time doing this system, yep. and it's getting probably the, it was probably the last system we would even consider covering any games for.
1: You always say that, but besides the Dreamcast, we need to add that
0: well, we modifier did, in. We already did the Dreamcast. Oh, you meant last.
1: I thought you meant like yeah. the newest. You're right.
0: Well, both of them work. Yeah, well, so which, yeah the Dreamcast is the newest system we're going to cover for. Did that <laughs> like, come out after the yeah, system? Yeah, it was 99. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So that's fair. Now, yeah. what system, of course, are we dancing around the name of? Yes. The Sony PlayStation. That's right. The, the original. Fr- the first one. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, OG, out, the OG. The OG.
1: The original PlayStation, uh, which was later renamed the PS1 after the PlayStation 2 came out. Yeah. But it came out in uh, 1995, which is kind of hard to believe.
0: That kind of blows me away. Yeah. In a, I, I, for some reason, I feel like it being a late 90s system. I know. It feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah, but, it really does.
1: But yeah, the the PlayStation 2 was 2000, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, the, the PS1 or PlayStation 1 came out in 1995. And it wasn't discontinued until 2005, so I had a crazy successful run. Um, it had a
0: huge library, if I remember right.
1: It did. It's, I think maybe the original NES is still. Actually, I don't know. I think I heard somewhere the Wii was like the biggest library now because there's so many like <laughs> shovelware games. Yeah, yeah, that's probably <laughs> fair. It's a big library in any case. Yeah. Um, super successful system, and let's just get right into it. What are your memories of the Sony PlayStation?
0: I remember. When I f- finally got one, I believe this was a system that I paid for for myself. I, got, I think I got the Dreamcast before I got this one, if I remember right.
1: I, yeah, we didn't really do things in order because we yeah. didn't have the internet at the time. We didn't really know or care what was the new thing so much. <laughs> I
0: never got any of the other PlayStation systems. I never went past PlayStation 1, which is kind of weird because, honestly, I remember loving my PlayStation. They had a lot of great games for it. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. Was one of my favorites to play. Uh this game we're about to talk about soon was another one of my favorites. Of course, you know how much I love basketball, so they would put the you know, the basketball games would go up to the next generation of games, including yeah. the PlayStation, and I'd be all over that. So, you know, it's growing up, I really did like this system. But I never went past this this uh version of PlayStation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for me, and I mentioned this before. I had the Sega Saturn um, before I had any of the other systems for this generation. And I loved my Sega Saturn, but my brother, we eventually got a Nintendo 64. And I honestly don't remember which was first for us, but my brother got a PlayStation. And although he owned the system and it was his because I had my Saturn and I couldn't really afford another system, um, I did buy a lot of games for the PlayStation. I probably bought more games for it than he did. Um but really for me this is kind of it's kind of a big deal starting to cover PlayStation games because i think i told you that i was kind of worried that this is where things started getting more advanced and like the 3D graphics were starting to become their own thing and a lot of those games just don't hold up now so i'm a little bit worried about covering some of these games
0: well i, I was telling you while we were playing the game today that to me i always felt like the PlayStation the original PlayStation was sort of like the door between the old uh, school cartridge games that we love yeah to what we know is gaming today
1: yeah
0: now i'm a guy who obviously loves retro games because that's what we do but i also have an xbox one and i play a lot of games that are coming mm-hmm. out now and i like quite a few of them the game we played today to me was the start of my love for well that's kind of because i did like GoldenEye it was probably my original love for first-person right. shooters, but this one really, to me, cemented what a game could be—storyline-driven and just with how it's made. It could be like a movie.
1: And before we say the name of the game, which we've been dancing around for ten, ten minutes, yeah, <laughs> tap dancing. Let, let me just finish by saying, yeah, my—you mentioned Crash Bandicoot, yeah, absolutely one of my biggest PlayStation memories. Metal Gear Solid,
0: a uh, Twist of Metal. What's another Twist one? Twist of Metal, another one I and like. two,
1: yeah. Um, Those kind of games. But apart from those, my biggest and best memories of the PlayStation are games we're probably not going to be able to cover on the show. Uh, Specifically, Lunar Silver Star Story Complete, which might not mean anything to most people. One of my most adored games. I have incredibly uh, vivid memories of that game to this day. And then Star Ocean, the second story, was just... I've not been the hugest RPG guy in the world just because of the time commitment, but those two are just some of my favorites. And there are PlayStation games that just will always stick with me. But that brings us to the game we're covering today, which also I have great memories of. And uh, that game is, of course, Medal of Honor.
0: That's right. Now, Trevor, I remember reading in, and it was probably EGM at the time, one of the video game magazines. Before this game came out, I was hyped for this game because there's a big name attached to it. Mm -hmm. And that big name is Steven Spielberg. One of my favorite directors. He's made a ton of movies that I love. And a movie that came out around the same time as this game, Mm -hmm. very similar, was Saving Private Ryan. Mm -hmm. Still to this day, one of my top, probably top five favorite movies. Mm -hmm. It's just such an incredible film in its art to me, honestly, how good Mm -hmm. this movie is. So I was very psyched about this game. Do you remember anything about this game coming out, like being psyched about it? I I do. I remember all the... Spielberg being attached to a game was a big deal.
1: I I think it was just... I mean, Goldeneye already came out. We were in love with it. Yeah. But you're right. This was different. It was like, almost like a movie, which now is almost, I'll be honest with you, it's almost a negative thing to me, how games try to be, I don't know, movies and entertainment more than just being a game. Yeah. You know, but back then that was novel and it didn't forget to be a game too. But I just remember just, yeah, just it almost seems funny now, but graphically... It's like you just didn't see stuff like that, like the the realism of it, yeah, and the the yeah everything about it. I just remember being stoked about it, um, and I don't. My memory's weird around this time. I don't know if we ever actually owned it until <laughs> you know recently, or if we just rented it a bunch.
0: I, don't I, I owned it. I went after this game because I wanted it, and I remember playing this game today. Brought back all these memories of how much. I love playing this game. It's mm-hmm. such a good game. We're kind of giving away our, our feelings toward it already. So let's kind of get into the game itself. Let's talk about when you first boot the game up, how this game just meets and smacks you with uh, just a film, movie-type feel for me. Mm-hmm. Like It feels like a, you're about to jump into something very serious. It definitely keeps that tone of seriousness.
1: Yeah, the, the menus are just... The production values are through the roof for a oh, PlayStation yeah. 1 game. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're like in a war room with the menus, um, and you got this orchestrated music playing even in the menus. Um, it really sets you up for excitement. And we should mention Electronic Arts and DreamWorks. Which DreamWorks is kinda it's
0: kind Spielberg's of Spielberg's company. Sp- isn't yeah, it? Yeah.
1: yeah. So they, it was, they, as far as I know, that was impressive to have a name like Steven Spielberg come in and actually work on a game um, and give direction. And uh, so, yeah, just right from the start, the initial impression is this is some heavy atmosphere.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a good word. Atmosphere. This game was one of the first ones I remember that just had the atmosphere to it in which I was all immersed into. I wanted to actually see how the story played out. Yeah. So the gist of the game is you're a soldier in World War Two and you go on these different missions for the allies. That's the gist of it. Mm -hmm. So you're fighting Nazis in this that's it's, you know, just a whole, and Hitler and all that. If you, I'm assuming that people at least know a little bit of history.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that was I kind mean, of a big thing back in the 40s. Uh, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I
1: I feel like I'm more, you know. World, World War II is obviously what this game's based on. Yes. If you've seen Saving Private Ryan, you can definitely see the influence there. Yeah, for sure. But this game's kind of, like it didn't, it's a little more unique than it had to be. Because you're not just like some random soldier. You remember the OSS. Oh yeah, which was the original CIA or KGB if you will. <laughs> like the original um spies. Yeah. So that's and that a little history lesson here because, you know, history's fun. The OSS apparently were the first of what we think of today as spies. They were the precursor to the CIA and all that. And they came out in 1942 basically to to get Hitler Angry to, to get under his skin,
0: <laughs> which you know, from all of everything I've read, it was pretty easy to do. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, the first booting this game up, and when we first actually get to play. Now, we will let's go ahead and say we had to change the controls around a little bit. Cherry yeah. and I come from the era of GoldenEye, in which I gotta be having inverted axis to play with yeah. when it comes to these uh, first person shooters, and I know like kids today think that's. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, I remember at, uh, when I have family over, I have uh, little cousins who are like you know teenagers. Yeah, and they wanted to play uh, battle the first battle Battlefield One for the Xbox One, and have it all set up to my controls, which is inverted. Yeah, and they thought I was a dinosaur. <laughs> 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 they couldn't play it like that. <laughs> so yeah, so it took us a while to get the controls right for us to feel right. It was kind of weird. The control, the PlayStation controller, is I'm just not used to it because it's been forever since I've used one. And the two sticks were kind of throwing me off for a second, which yeah. I don't know why, because the Xbox One controller, which is my favorite controller of all controllers, is not too terribly different, just bigger.
1: Right, and so this is the... And this is... It's weird how memory works. You know how people say there's, like, movies that people think exist and they don't? Oh, yeah. What I honestly almost forgot about with the PlayStation is this thing... It was already halfway through its life cycle before the DualShock controller even came out. The PlayStation controller was just, honestly... Very similar to a Super Nintendo controller, except with those dog bone knobs on it. Yeah. It was just a D-pad, and then the face buttons and shoulder buttons. Then the DualShock controller came out um, in, apparently, 1998, according to my sources. <laughs> which may or may not be Wikipedia.
0: Or Google. You just, you but yeah. Up. Yeah.
1: yeah, the DualShock controller didn't come out until 98, several years after the PlayStation came out. So
0: that, that just came out like just a year before this just game. Just in time for this game, because yeah. it would not have worked with the D-pad. Yeah. I don't think. That's pretty incredible.
1: But yeah, so the controls, it's so weird going back and playing a game like this because we're just used to, I think, like the halos and everything that came afterwards. and it. But we finally got it, and it felt good. But it took a while to find the right control setting.
0: Yeah, it did. We went through a couple of them before we found one that felt right, or at least the best, I should say. Yeah. I still never felt it was fantastic for me.
1: I still shot a lot of people in the crotch. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah.
0: Trevor <laughs> yeah. is an expert crotch shooter. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get to the graphics how the game looks this was a thing you said you were kind of a little weary of when it comes 3d th- game yeah. early 3d ps1 games and i totally get it you still will get that on this game which at the time i do remember this game blowing me away with how it looked mm-hmm. there was so much that went on graphically like there was a part where on the very first mission you walk into the city and it feels like a real place like there's actually a it feels war, like the war's been there. There's a part of yeah. a truck just sitting there, and you can walk around. And Even though, by today's standards, it's very crude-looking in a way, mm-hmm. it still really stood out to me as being pretty awesome, even today.
1: Well, it's, it's hard to remember. It's one of those things you can't go back and remember exactly how it was then. But you have to appreciate the fact that this was, for all intents and purposes, the first World War II first-person shooter. Wolfenstein 3D was like as close as we had gotten before this. And just the realism. Like I was telling you, like in the Wolfenstein and Doom games, yeah, they really don't even have outdoor environments. It's all indoor corridors. This game, although it's dark and a little bit muddy and, you know, crude looking, it actually has outdoor environments. And that I remember that blowing me away. Yeah. Now, to be fair, Goldeneye did as well, but both those games blew me away for that reason. It actually is trying to look like an outdoor environment. It's not just a little narrow corridor inside some basement, you know, which is pretty much what first person shooters were before these games.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Like your dooms and such.
1: I mean, that being said, though, I can appreciate the quality and care and incredible time that went behind this game to make it look this good. But we've I think we've said it before, your Super Mario worlds and Sonic 2s, they look just as good today as they did back then.
0: Yeah. Most of
1: your PlayStation games aren't going to.
0: Yeah, that's just to be fair. Like you can play Mario three today, and it still looks just as good to me as it did back then. But when games really try to be realistic, mm-hmm. before they could, before the games, the technology was there. Like I felt like this was one of the first games that really pushed it towards oh, that, yeah. and it shows its age. Let's be let's be honest. It does show its right. age and how it looks. But to me, it still looks pretty great when you put it in that vacuum of where it stands in the history of gaming. Right.
1: Yeah, like it's to my eyes in 2017, it doesn't look nearly as good as some of your sprite based 2D games. Yeah. But it still looks very playable. It's not ruined by. I was worried that it was going to be almost hard to look at, but it's not. Right. You know, we're playing on a tube TV the way there, you know, would have been back in 1999. And it's still. It gets the point across. I mean, it may not blow you away like it did in 99, but it gets the point across.
0: And. I, I did read when this game was, came out though, yeah. like it was graphically it was like it got high marks for how good it looked back then. Oh yeah. Like you said, the details.
1: There's a broken out truck in the streets. Yeah. The dogs, which are kinda funny looking if you like pause the
0: screen. <laughs> yeah. Well even the even the soldiers are too, to be they're, fair. They're kind of
1: goofy looking. Yeah. But from a distance, which is usually where you are, it's pretty impressive. And I guess this counts as the graphics. The animation, although again, maybe kind of crude by today's standards is kind of mind-blowing for its time
0: well we can segue that into the gameplay and the ai of this game that's what mm-hmm. really kind of to me started setting this game apart from the other games before it is that you could throw a grenade at a soldier an enemy soldier and he mm-hmm. wouldn't just sit there where he was at and get blown up by it oh yeah he would either run away he would kick it or he would actually pick it up and throw it back at you now one time we, did, mm-hmm. <laughs> one time we were in a you were in like a street alleyway or something yeah and you threw a grenade and the guy would kick it and it bounced off the wall back at him and blew himself yep. up that was pretty amazing
1: that's that the fact that, that can even happen <laughs> yeah. was pretty
0: trendsetting yeah it's pretty amazing but overall though, honestly there are plenty of times where you or i would throw a grenade at a soldier and it would throw it right back at us yeah so it that's pretty amazing to me they didn't just sit there and just take it
1: no right and the I specifically remember, probably my biggest memory of this game, now that we played it again, was you can shoot them in the head and it knocks their helmet off.
0: Yes. And it even gives you that sound. We'll get to the sound and the, and the yeah. music here in a second. But you even hear that, that sound of hitting the helmet. Right. Which was pretty sweet. That
1: just Yeah, that, that kind of thing just didn't happen back then with first-person shooters. So that kind of stuff is just really cool. And I think the main thing with the gameplay is although the graphics are dated because it's a PlayStation 1 3D game. And the gameplay's dated in that the controls don't quite feel as streamlined as they do today. Maybe it didn't take long to get into it, and what I love about it is it's still that old school mentality of it's okay to have a video game where you just go through a level, defeat enemies, and make it to the end of the level. Yeah, you, you had mentioned how much fun we have like with the the Battlefield One game, yeah. which is also set in World War Two. Well, it's World War One. World War One. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> But But it's it's, all credibility gone. Yeah, there you go. But you you mentioned though, we kind of miss just this old school
0: linearity. Lin, how do you say that word? Linear.
1: Linearness.
0: Yeah, there's. We're we're in an era now of gaming where open world is the big deal. Yeah, and being able to do things as you want to do them instead of it being laid out like in a level, in a level, (laughs) yeah, pretty much. And but this game is very much linear compared to a lot of the ones today, by far. Right. I mean it has a set pass you walk down. Um sometimes you'll find like a fork in the road or something like that. Yeah,
1: it's not totally linear, but it's still But
0: overall uh, you're guided, I guess is the best way to put it.
1: And it's weird, but I kinda miss that. We've gone so far the other direction and my brain is just so consumed by day to day living <laughs> yeah, yeah. that I miss this straightforward gameplay.
0: Now I, I do want to bring up something real quick. We like to tout ourselves as a even though we're <laughs> we're very stupid, but we're also huh. family friendly, right? Yeah, This game is rated T for teen, and it should be, Yeah, because this is probably the first to me, even though GoldenEye, I'd put GoldenEye with that too, really. But this one had more realism put to it. It felt more realistic. So it felt more realistic, and it felt more like you're shooting soldiers, and I know it's a video game, but I want to say me and you, obviously, hate violence, but... In a video game setting, this was fine. There's no, you're not going to see any blood or anything flying anywhere. It's
1: rated T for Teen for animated violence. Yeah, so yeah. So I
0: just want to put that out there. Uh, You know, it's (laughs) compared to games today, this one's, oh yeah, this was nothing (laughs) when it comes to violence. But I still feel it's important to say that since this game's set in a historical setting and it seems more real. There were times where, like, just with the dogs, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to shoot the dogs at first because it felt yeah. wrong. <laughs> you know they're gonna kill you if you don't. Yeah. It felt wrong.
1: Yeah. And there
0: were points where you shoot you would shoot a soldier down and he wasn't dead, he was just kind of leaning up looking at you, just waiting on you to reload your gun or something. Yeah. I didn't want to shoot him, but you had to because he would shoot you. Just that to me was was in a way was really showing how much these games were starting to push. Yeah. Push the, push the art of games.
1: Because how many people really thought about a turtle they were jumping on a Mario? Yeah. But
0: <laughs> yeah. now you're actually like, huh? Yeah, this yeah. is the person I'm shooting. You know, what if, what <laughs> if Mario put that kind of uh, of uh, <laughs> levity in those games? <laughs> no, I don't want to hit the mushroom. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> the turtle's like trying to get up. it's <laughs> <No, that's> terrible. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the... I got the new shoes. He's waiting on you put your new shoes on. <laughs> and I don't mean to get on a soapbox
1: here. But you bring up a good point. This game is, for its time, realistic and just felt, I don't know, it felt weighty enough. Yes. But it did it without grotesque, over-the-top, in-your-face violence. Yeah. Like, the, honestly, the Call of Duty franchise really pushed that, especially with the Modern Warfare games. Yeah. You know, having you do things that really are uncomfortable. At least this one, again, you know, not trying to pretend like America was all great and perfect or everything. But it played it up as pretty much a typical good guy versus bad guy story. Yeah. And didn't try to go into the super serious gray areas, I guess, that some games do now. And again, not trying to oversimplify history, but I kinda missed that simplicity too.
0: Yeah, I mean we don't I don't want to bag about Call of Duty because there's a few of those games where Call of Duty Two is still one of the top games for me. Yeah, that's before they really went But over that's before them. they went into space and tried yeah. to be Halo for whatever dumb reason. But uh you know, it's just, you can get a weighty game. This had a lot of weight to it, like you said. But still didn't feel like the graphic violence was over the top.
1: And you weren't being cussed out every five seconds. Yeah. yeah. I Man, mean, that's hate? just a
0: thing with modern first-person shooters. Yeah. I just, I mean,
1: again, I'm not trying to be like preachy. We're the, just, old,
0: we're the old men on the, get off our load.
1: I get cussed out enough at work and in daily life. <laughs> you know, I, just, I just don't need it in my yeah. games.
0: <laughs> and you what know, if
1: Mario started doing that. I know. I mean, I need games just to be a little bit happy. I guess. Yeah.
0: You know, it's even if me. it's about war, it's me and Mario. <laughs> beep beep beep. But yeah, <laughs> she starts cussing. <laughs> oh man, were you afraid I was going
1: to drop some? That's going to be Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we could mention this story because I loved how that was done.
0: Yeah, let's go ahead and mention that real quick. Like I said before, you're a uh, secret spy soldier OSS. Yeah. And you get sent on different missions. We played the first, we definitely, we beat the first mission, which is broken down in like three levels.
1: Like the first, yeah, we played the first three levels, which is considered one mission.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's really cool. Each mission, or each level has like two or three uh, things you need to do mm-hmm. in order to beat the level. And then you find the exit pretty much.
1: Right. We actually, we started the second mission, which is the fourth level. Because it's quite a bit different and I wanted to remember what that was like.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Now not the thing that really stood out about this game too is you're not just always gonna be running around and gunning down Nazi soldiers. There's one one of your missions is and it's pretty early on, I think it's the first of the second missions, yeah. is that you're uh going undercover
1: uh uh-huh.
0: and You can go around and you get your papers. That's what they're called. Yeah. And one of the guns you can use is not really a gun, it's your papers. And you can show those. (laughs) You'll actually put your hand out. I'm doing a motion. You can't see me because this is audio. (laughs) But you put your hand out and like a wallet falls out with your, uh, when they ask for your papers, the soldiers will. And they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. For whatever reason, they now speak English. Yeah. But they'll they'll say, all right, you can go about your day or kind of thing. Which to me was pretty amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and I love that like. I was trying to show this one soldier my paper, but I couldn't figure out which button it was, which is just a shoot button, Yeah. but I couldn't do it in time. So he started shooting at me. So I had to kill him.
0: Yeah. The second you pull out your gun, <laughs> they'll pull out their gun. So I felt bad yeah.
1: because just cause I couldn't find the right button, I had to put him down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay.
0: you're like a horse with a broken leg. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, so that was pretty cool. And it, it reminded me of the mission impossible game for the Nintendo 64. But honestly, that game was really hard and almost frustrating with the sneaking missions. This one was still pretty action-packed. It's just... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's different, though. You, I only killed two people on that whole level. And you, you really didn't really need to do either I of I didn't us. need to do... <laughs> I think I needed to do one. I think I needed, the one, that one yeah. guy because you
0: Needed His Papers.
1: But, yeah. but honestly, that was it. <laughs> Which we should mention that. I mean, in a way, as though this game was realistic for its time, it's still kind of tongue-in-cheek by today's standards. Because you might go through a level, and you're just one dude, and you're mowing down like 30 Nazis.
0: Yeah, so, that's fair, yeah. You know,
1: but it's, it's a video game first, you know, so. But yeah, the story itself is told in like with actual war footage and cutscenes. Yeah, that was really cool. And great narration by this guy with a
0: really deep voice. Yeah, the voice acting was fantastic. Uh, I'm a history buff. I love history. So this, for me, was just icing on a cake I already liked. Right. <laughs> so,
1: I actually liked the way this story was told, even though it was mostly real war footage and voiceover.
0: Yeah, it really honestly, More than added, most modern it really hon- honestly added to the the atmosphere of the game, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Let's, to me, let's get to the the big seller on this game, and that's the sound and the music. Right. Uh, the music is is an orchestra, pretty much. A Seventy
1: piece uh, orchestra, according to the instruction manual. And it's
0: incredible, honestly. Yeah. I would get the soundtrack, and it would it could play in the background for whatever I'm doing, and I'd be very content. Yeah. The music we said originally when uh, compared to the older games, it's almost not fair because it's a disc game. And the sounds, the music can be a lot better and more realistic. And well, I mean, it's the orchestra, but that being said, this music was top notch. Oh, yeah, incredible. And also, I wanted to point out the sound effects like there's one part where you're down in the sewers and you can hear, and it sounded like they were coming from miles away, but you can hear soldiers and dogs barking and and, Mm -hmm. and it would echo and all that kind of stuff. Just the sounds they did with this game was fantastic.
1: The sound designs. Probably second to none on the PlayStation, to be honest. I mean, it's really... I forgot how good the sound and the music was. It's just... Yeah, it's... And you almost take it for granted now in games, because it's like all your war games are just so loud and everything's constantly booming. Yeah. But I I like this... I really like this better, because, yeah, you got the, the soldiers yelling and the tanks and jeeps in the background, the sounds. But it's got actual orchestrated, composed music. That's inspiring you to go on. Yeah. Most first-person shooters today, which I'll be honest with you, I don't even bother with many of them, but it's just like noise. Honestly. Can you even pick out a single musical track in most of them? Uh, maybe I'm being unfair, but that's my experience.
0: Battlefield 1, and maybe that's just because the one I play now, has a pretty great music. But to be fair, I did bring this point up when we were playing Medal of Honor. This is kind of leading toward our final reviews of the game. Uh, Medal of Honor was a game where I wanted to play it for myself, the single-player thing. Yeah. I wanted to see it all. The first-person shooters today have to have, I mean, I mean have to have, a good multiplayer for the game to have any kind of life. Oh, yeah. That's just how it is. And whether I like it or not, I'm part of that because we play Battlefield 1 with our friends all the time. And I, it's a fun experience that I wouldn't trade for anything because I absolutely enjoy it mm-hmm. hugely. But that being said, there's not very many games, first-person shooters, that I feel the need to go through the single player campaign and see it through.
1: They're really not made that way anymore. They're not
0: really made. I mean, like, I couldn't tell you any other one for the Battlefield one. It could be amazing for all I know. I just haven't done it.
1: I think it actually probably is better than most. But I know, like, with the Call of Duty franchise, we loved Call of Duty too. Yeah. Because it's like you're just, it's like this you're just, you're set in World War II and you go through missions and it's fun. But at some point they just stopped even trying, I think, with the single player content. Yeah. But this game really is all about the single player. But maybe we should mention there is a multiplayer. There is
0: a multiplayer. We'll bring it up real quick. We didn't spend a lot of time with it, but it's just the two players. Just you and yeah. just the versus one versus two. That's I mean, for the time you couldn't really expect a lot.
1: Yep, just you and one person face off against each other. But you can use lots of different weapons, choose several different maps. Um and it's fun in the sense that the game is fun to play. Well, it's not but. fun for
0: this simple reason, and that's because uh, if you're playing against Trevor, he looks at your screen on a constant basis.
1: Yeah, I just can't not do that now. It's so hard to get used to these small split screens that I'm just going to look at your screen and figure out where you are. Such a cheat! Such a cheat. Which would have been totally a big no-no, you know, 15 years ago. But
0: because yeah, I am—I mean, <laughs> when you say Johnny, you think integrity. <laughs> yes. And honestly, okay, only when it comes to this these kind of games, I always refuse to look where you were, yeah, because I, I didn't want to cheat. I wanted to feel like I actually got one over <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> I was like, as a part of the game at this point. But I mean, like, it's I wasn't, even, I wasn't even ashamed of it. Like, I didn't even see it as cheating. You said you look at my screen. I said, oh yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Just I just because, assumed you were <laughs> just because it's just because you could do it doesn't make it right.
1: <laughs> I remember not to get too far off tangent, but I remember like with Golden Eye which Goldeneye was four players, and I should mention that this was sort of apparently originally intended as a direct competitor to Goldeneye, but I think it ended up being something totally different. It's a different
0: feel. Because Goldeneye, Goldeneye I, really
1: was a multiplayer power. Goldeneye would so. be
0: a big game for us when we cover it, because yeah. we spend a ton of hours on that game. But it, they're two different things for me. Right. Two different, very different feels.
1: And, and I think... Yeah, I guess we'll just get into the review and talk about that. But yeah, I think... uh the single player is the game here and the multiplayer you have to consider a bonus. Okay,
0: let's get into our final review then. Uh I'll, I guess I'll go first cuz it doesn't really matter when we'll you're checking the big swug Are you do swug? Little word? Swug? Nope. <laughs> okay, we'll go with it. It's a nice swug you had. Okay. Playing this game today brought back all the memories of when I played it before and I loved it before and I still love it now. I could go through and play this again despite that by today's standards it looks a little it looks a little crude. Mm-hmm. But it still looks good enough to play. It doesn't look so crude that I've... <laughs> there's some of those old games from this era of this game that are really ugly today. <laughs> oh yeah. And, but this one to me still holds up okay. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm man, I've been trying to think what I'm going to give this game. It's it's going to be a high rating for me. I don't want to go too crazy.
1: I'm glad you're going first because I've still I have a number in my head. I'm curious how yours aligns.
0: This is this is tough, but I have a number that I keep coming to, and I'm going to stick with it. The the music and the sound are stellar. They stand out humongously on this game. The music is huge. Huge. Uh, the music is much better than Alien Three for the Sega Genesis.
1: <laughs> By the way, comment on our Instagram and Facebook, <laughs> RetroBliss. That Johnny was wrong. Alien Three had great music. I uh, continue. It had
0: mediocre music that was okay at times. This, however, has amazing music the whole time for me. Uh, the gameplay, as soon as you get used to it, it, does take a little getting used to. For today's standards, if you're used to today's first-person shooters, it will take a bit to get used to. Mm-hmm. But, with that being said, I love playing this game. It, it was fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of atmosphere to it. It reminded me when it comes to atmosphere, and we'll never cover this game it's much too late, the Bioshock, the very first Bioshock, yeah. which is one of my all-time favorite games because the atmosphere is so fantastic. Oh yeah. I thought this one was a precursor to that in which it set the atmosphere very well. I'm going to give this an 8. 8.0. Well, you made me seem like a
1: copycat once again, because <laughs> uh probably from about the time we got to the second level forward, eight is the number that kept popping in my head. So, I thought this is probably more than ever. We need this caveat repeated. I believe that's caviar. This caviar repeated. We review games. We just finished playing this game right before we started this podcast. Fresh experience in 2017. We try to review games based on how good they are today.
0: And how much fun we have playing them.
1: Not on how great they were historically, or even how um, trend-setting they were. We but, yeah. have to,
0: we, I think you take that into effect anyway. Right. But what you're saying is true. We we try to live this in the moment. <laughs> and so with that being said, I know
1: this game is beloved. I loved it back in the day. I was a little bit worried that it just wasn't going to hold up at all, and that our review was going to be kind of mediocre. But the truth is, it does still hold up. It's not. It doesn't hold up like your Sonic, Mario's. It just can't. It's. It's. You know. It's. It's the. It's the unfortunate side effect of early 3D gaming. But it does still hold up. But still fun. I love that it's more simplistic and linear than your most of your modern first person shooters. And I'm also going to give it an eight. I think this was probably like a 9.5 when it came out because it just looked so amazing. Oh yeah, the, the original reviews for this game were stellar. But even today in 2017, an 8 is a super high review for us. So, no, I don't think it's like as mind-blowing as it was in 1999. But I'm amazed at how well it does hold up anyways. Yeah. So, I think it's great. It's Richard Bliss approved. I think the music and the sound, I'll say this, the music and the sound are not dated hardly at all. No. 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 They, everything else is a little bit, but the music and the sound are like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, RetroBus approved. I think you can get it for about $10. Oh, worth that all day long. So, yeah, it's a no-brainer if you have a way to play PlayStation games. And that's
0: cheap for so. a PlayStation 1 game now, because I told you, <laughs> this is a side tangent. I thought about getting a PlayStation, because yeah. obviously I don't have my old one anymore. And then I started looking at how so, how much these games cost, and some of these are ridiculous. For a disc yeah. based game, when you're taking a shot in the dark, if it's going to work in the first place. So,
1: well, I guess we could mention now. Oh, that reminds me of something. <laughs> so I just remember things as we go. But I will mention before we decided this was going to be our first um, PlayStation game we covered, we both really wanted to cover Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. I own that game. I assume you probably did too back in the day. Yeah,
0: I did at some point.
1: I owned the first one and the third one, and I think you also owned the second one. I had the
0: first and second one.
1: Sadly. I got rid of most of my PlayStation games. Those are RPGs I mentioned earlier. I still have those. But Crash Bandicoot is like $40 and up to buy now. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, I don't understand Which is like such double, a common game. Which is
0: like double as much as it was when it was like a greatest hit. So I remember right. that's when I used to get a lot of my... When it became greatest Man. hits, it was just like 20 bucks. Heck yeah. yeah.
1: I'm, I'm still going to get it, but I'm disappointed how expensive it is now. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, this game still very reasonable. So I think my point was you should go check out our... Facebook, and Instagram pages, because we actually put this game up to a vote. It was either going to be this or Jet Moto, Yeah, which was a game I have great memories the of. The votes
0: were closer than we thought, honestly. Jet Moto got several votes, but
1: I think when all was said and done, uh, Medal of Honor had at least double that. Yeah. Um, But Jet Moto got a lot of votes. It's a beloved game, so we'll cover that at some point. But Medal of Honor, uh, we got a lot of great comments on our Facebook and Instagram. A lot's a strong word. We got some.
0: no let's say a lot tons when people listen to this thousands we gotta make people think that we're a big deal we can't go around letting them know the truth
1: (laughs) we gotta make them think they're missing out by not interacting with us that's right but yeah so anyways hopefully we did the game some justice and uh I think it's still worth checking out I don't think your childhood memories will be betrayed
0: Warp Zone Graphics calls our Instagram tons of fun that's a quote from him that I just made up just now well you hear me Mike thanks made up (laughs) quote (laughs) So yeah, Retro Bliss approved. Uh go try it out. Ten bucks will worth it all day long. And I think it's
1: time that we go into the war zone with a commercial.
0: I don't like how you phrase that, but I'm gonna I guess I'll have to allow it. I mean, it's kind of offensive nowadays. Don't you think? War zones, I mean You're like- too
1: afraid of hurting feelings. I am. We're going to talk about something very controversial when we come back from this break. Ooh,
0: I can't wait for that. Are we enjoying ourselves today, folks?
1: Well, if drinking white wine out of a four-ounce glass is your idea of enjoyment, see it's white wine in a three-ounce glass, red in a 4 Hey, you and the goatee. Two words for you, pal. Lighten up. Frenchy, I need an extension cord of Buffalo Wings. Go. Au revoir. Raising the roof with the coot. How
0: you doing? Who's for? Raise your hand. Anybody? <laughs> who's happy now! Now it's time. After we got that great commercial out of the way, in yeah. the war zone, as you like to call it, <laughs> uh, I think it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show, and that, of course, is the list quiz.
1: first or you want me to go first? I'll go first because oh, there's something special within of mine anyways. <laughs> okay, alright. So let's just start out with this. one. Alright. Which of these facts about the actual Medal of Honor is false? Okay. Theodore Roosevelt was the only U.S. President to receive a Medal of Honor. The youngest recipient earned the award at 11 years old. Or the full title is the Congressional Medal of Honor. One of these is false. Oh, man. I feel like the first one's false. Nope, and I'm just going to go with oh, you. Man. I got some hard questions this time. So, I always thought it was called the Congressional Medal of Honor. Apparently, that's just wrong. It's just the Medal of Honor.
0: Oh, really? I thought it
1: was, too. <laughs> but it's presented, I guess, by Congress and a society called the Congressional Medal of Honor Society. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah. Theodore Roosevelt was the only president to receive it, and the youngest recipient was during the Civil War. He was a drummer boy. And while the soldiers, the Union soldiers were retreating, he held onto his drum and kept playing. And everybody else was throwing their weapons down.
0: Yeah, I remember that story. So Abe
1: Lincoln gave him the Medal of Honor. I
0: still feel more cheated, just like that time when you looked on my screen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the next one's hard, too, so get ready. All right, number one, Trevor. In the film Saving Private Ryan, who was considered for the part of Private Jackson? Private Jackson was the sniper who always quoted the Bible as he was sniping people. You know what I'm talking oh, about? yeah. Okay. Was it A, Ben Affleck? Was it B? Robin Williams, was it C, Christian Bell or was it D, Garth Brooks? Did you say who actually played
1: him or who was considered?
0: Who was considered.
1: Oh, no. That's hard.
0: <laughs> ben Affleck, Robin Williams, Christian Bell, or Garth Brooks?
1: I'm going to say it's either Ben Affleck or Christian Bell, and I'm going to say Ben Affleck.
0: I would say you're right, but it was Garth Brooks, the country singer. <laughs> you got to be kidding
1: me. <laughs> no. I'm so glad that didn't happen.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine how different oh. of a movie that would be? Wow. So, let me just go and
1: tell you, you're going to really need to get some of these questions right. (laughs) Okay. And I'll explain why by the end of it. Your second one is how many Medal of Honor games are there in all. And I'm going to help you out a little bit. I'm going to tell you there's enough that if you even get within five, I'm going to give it to you. Is there that many, really? Because there's that many.
0: I thought they switched to Call of Duty at some point.
1: Well, no, Call of Duty was Activision, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. This was EA. Okay. So, just just consider there was a lot of PC releases. There was a couple of handheld releases. Oh, well, that, Plus PlayStation 1 and 2, and I think even all the way up to Xbox 360. There wasn't.
0: I, the, I know it was an Xbox 360 one. All right.
1: Yeah, within five. Oh, God. And I'm counting everything. It's just the whole list that I found. 32. Oh, I might have oversold it. It was only 16. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's still a lot, though. Oh, you're gonna have a hard, you're gonna hard time. I hope you get one of these right. You're gonna run my game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, right. you're the one giving me hard questions. It was, yeah. Okay, Trevor, number two. I went to eBay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm giving you uh, which one costs more. Buy it now prices. Was it one and the E an ET? Would you remember ET the movie? Yeah. The storybook for the ET, signed by Steven Spielberg and Drew Barrymore. Okay. Two, the original screenplay for Jurassic Park. Like, it's, you know, the papers with the words. yeah, Or three vintage Animaniacs, large, three-foot stuffed figures of Yakko, Weko and Dot. Which is the most expensive? Which is the most expensive. I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Uh, the vintage Animaniacs with Yakko, Weko and Dot, of course, which is a, one of my favorite oh, cartoons yeah. growing up. Spielberg was involved with. Uh, $1,300. Wow. Okay. The original Dress Puck screenplay, uh, $2,450. Well. The ET Storybook, signed by Spielberg and Drew Barrymore, five thousand two hundred and fifty bucks. But to be fair, it's that's down from the price of seventy five hundred. Wow! <laughs> they gave us a thirty percent discount. Those first
1: two should have been more, but I've just been so broken
0: by the eBay game <laughs> that I just assumed. So, your
1: final question, which I really hope you get it right, because we're not going to have my game at the end if you don't. <laughs> <clears throat> Listen carefully. Okay. Which I made this one tricky too, so I guess joke's on me. <laughs> what does the OSS stand for? You know, the OSS is the precursor to the CIA that you play as in this game. Yeah. Is it the Operational Secret Society? Sorry. <clears throat> Operational Secret Society Oddly Shaped Sasquatch or Office of Strategic Services? Oh,
0: man. Oh. It's either, obviously it's either 1 or 3 or A and Z. What was A and what was C? A was operating secret service? Operational secret society.
1: Oh, that sounds weird. And three is Office office of Strategic Services. I'm going
0: to go with three, the third one.
1: Good. I was about to bring out the instruction manual to show you. Okay. Because <laughs> you're about to get none right. <laughs> you're, you're right. So that was all the questions, right?
0: Yeah. So well, I, I have I have one left. Oh, you do? You want to do it real quick? Yeah, right yeah you want to do okay. it. Okay. It's an open ended question, but I'm going to judge you harshly for what you say. Okay.
1: Those are the best.
0: Trevor, what should you or our podcast, Retro Bliss, be given a medal for? The skits. <laughs> okay, you wait. That's 100%. That's 100%. I figured that's what you were thinking. So. Yeah. Probably because the skits were my idea to begin
1: with. So, speaking of bad ideas, <laughs> I really got hooked on this dice thing lately, ever since I started adding them into the games. Yeah. So, I have three dice in front of me. This is going to be really nerdy, but we have a D4, which rolls up to a 4, a D10, which rolls up to a 10, and a D20, which rolls up to 20. And you were going to get one for each question you answered right. If you answered only one question, I was going to give you the D10. If you answered two two questions, I was going to also throw in the D4. But if you answered all three, I was going to give you a D20.
0: Oh, so I don't get that one then.
1: So now all you're going to get, because you answered one right, is a single D10, which can roll from a 1 to a 10. And there's a German tank coming at you. Okay. He's got his big old uh, cannon barrel thing. I don't know the name of, facing at you, and you have a bazooka. with what? one? What's rocket what makes
0: a tank a tank is staring at me. Right.
1: Okay. <laughs> you have a bazooka with one rocket, and you're nervous and shaking. You need at least an eight to get steady oh and destroy this tank. All right, Here we go. So here
0: we go. Here, I'm gonna roll it on the table so people can hear me roll it.
1: Six. Oh no! You got blown up. <laughs> Through the next building, and a pack of dogs uh, <laughs> finished you off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that just I just overkill. Yeah. Well, that's well, been that's been middle of honor for PlayStation. Yep. Uh, let's get all the we saved all the fun stuff for last for once.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: follow us on uh, the Instagram at Retro Blist. You can interact with us there, and on our Facebook page, the same name Retro Yep. Yeah. And Twitter, which Trevor doesn't know what Twitter is, but it's there. You can follow us. On I've there. about
1: given up on that. Um. Yep. Somebody wants to take it over. <laughs> Talking about it. Yeah.
0: You you can follow me and my art at Johnnyism28 on Instagram. Also, major announcement. This is a huge deal for us. Yeah. Humongous deal. The month of June next month is what, Trevor? LJN month. That's right. The J and LJN stands for June this time. We're going to cover nothing but LJN games next month because why? We hate ourselves. (laughs) So if
1: you don't know, LJN has a very (laughs) special reputation in the in the gaming community and we're covering <laughs> lots of games made by them yes
0: yes so uh whatever think happy thoughts for us because we're going to need them i'm assuming yep as we uh torture ourselves with some ljn games and i think we're going to try to throw in a little something special too of uh another special episode we haven't done a special episode just once we haven't done it a all time yeah <laughs> so, we did one whole yeah Sega Master System, I think. Yep.
1: Yeah, that was our special.
0: And uh, there may be something coming back, a retrospective, if you will, of something a bit weird, odd, or some say, uncanny.